welcome. You've got mail. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of TechStream. My name is Seth Everett. He is the CEO of the Palmer Group, Shelley Palmer. And for a show about tech, there is a lot of buzz around the Apple world. Shelley, I have to tell you, iOS 15 comes out. It's like a holiday because not everybody buys the new iPhone, but no. everybody who has an iPhone wants the new gadgets, the new toys. Yep, that's true. One thing that's really important to understand is that unless you have a late model iPhone, this might not be an update you ought to do because the software can't give the hardware any capabilities the hardware doesn't have. Right. There's an argument that that a lot of people have said is that, you know, given the advancement of Apple devices, and we touched on this a couple of weeks ago when they announced the iPhone 13, and I think it more it, it, it applies more to tablets, you know, the iPad and such, is that if you have a, a 12, an 11, a 10, you have a good phone. You have a very strong device. Mm -hmm. And the anxiousness to buy something new doesn't exist. You know, it's not the holiday season yet. Yeah. We are coming off this 18 months of a lot of unemployment. There is a world out there that doesn't clamor for this shiny new thing. But what I want is my decrepit, cracked old thing. I want that to look fancy and new. Yeah. You know, and so I think there's a there's a, an allure to that. First of all, all Apple devices, bar none, doesn't matter what Apple device it is, are fashion accessories. It's not technology. You wear your clothes, you wear your car, you wear your beer, you wear your music, you wear your iPhone. It is a fashion accessory. It is way overkill and way expensive for what it is. It has always been. They have created an aura of excellence and an aura of status around their devices. Unlike any other company in the world, there are companies that make better gear for far less money. That is never interesting to people. People want the status of the Apple devices. So as I always say, if you want an iPhone, nothing else will do. There's no reason to talk about features when you talk about an iPhone. You only talk about the benefit. And the only benefit of spending that much money for something is that it is, in fact, an authentic, real life, no kidding, Apple. The only thing that you need to remember is that, again, if you have an older device, which will be a strong device, there's no question about it. As you said, what are you doing? You're taking pictures. You're posting on social. You're browsing the internet. Maybe occasionally you make a video. If if you do more than that on the device, then it may be important for you to have the latest, greatest, absolutely everything on it. But if your device doesn't have the third lens, then it doesn't matter what the computational photography can do with the third lens because it won't do it with your device. Right. So just be careful that the reason you're updating to iOS 15 is because you want something your phone can actually do. Otherwise, you need to buy a new phone. By the way, there's not a, a lot of reason to go from a 12 to a 13. In fact, I can't think of one that no. would compel me from an 11 to a 13. No, I'll tell you what. 13. Well, I'll tell you what. The 12, in my humble opinion, and maybe it was just the two that I had in my world, mm -hmm. three, actually, the battery life was terrible. Now, it was I was in exile during the pandemic like everybody else and didn't travel as much. But if I was traveling with my iPhone 12 Pro Max, I would have been really mad compared to my 11 uh, Pro Max because the 11, the battery life was at least decent. The 12 was really 
is really bad. The 13, I, the jury's out. They say you're getting two and a half hours more battery life on the we'll 13. Yeah. We will see. But they had made that promise on the 12. Now, I, I, if I just had one iPhone 12 Pro Max, maybe I would say it was just my device. I got a you know, bad one because it happens. But there are three of them in my world, and all three of them have objectively worse battery life than their predecessors. So the 13, hopefully the battery life will be good. iOS 15 has got some stuff, by the way. I mean, let's, you know, let's give them credit where credit's due. It's been out for a while in beta. It's finally coming out for everybody. If, if you have- Can I interrupt you for a second? How sure. many, what percentage of the consumers download the beta? Because I have a Very, theory about this. What, well, what you percentage? Need a, no, it's small because you need a developer account to get the beta. Well, no, no, there's a public beta too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but who, who downloads right, that? Who in their right mind would do that Thank if they're not you. a developer? I mean, you'd, you'd have to be, I'm sure somebody does it. I, I don't even think about it. Like that's nuts. That's when I had really an nuts. iPad, I used to do it for my iPad without doing it on my phone because you know, even if the iPad yeah. had to be completely restarted, I didn't care. You know what I mean? It was, yeah, it, it, it but was you know, Seth, in the, yeah, in the early days of multitasking and in the early days when we were, you know, in the early days when it was early days, yeah, I could see having the public beta version. Uh, being a, a, a company that does development, we always get the developer, you know, sure. we have a developer account. So we always get, I, I don't think about the public beta, but yes, you're right. There's always a public beta. And I, you have to be a special kind of crazy to want to do that or a special does kind hosting of hosting text stream get me on that list. If you want to be on that list, mm. just go apply, you know, uh, but are you crazy? I don't know. Anyway, uh, the, if you're not going to update to 15, 14.8 is out. And if you're in 14, download 14.8 and, and install it because there's some, there's a zero day security flaw and zero yes. click zero day security flaw that 14.8 takes care of. That's important. So iOS 15 debuts Monday, September 20th, 2021. If it's something you want then and you don't have it on your phone and you don't have a new phone you should go ahead and do it the big features you can facetime with android users that actually that's is massive right wonderful, that's that's, yeah. that's huge it's big it really is and it's a long time coming and it's really required you can now store your driver's license in your digital wallet less important but in an age of when you have to sort of think about digitizing your world an apple wallet's a pretty safe place to put your stuff so i like that um, once again, they say they've overhauled maps. <laughs> yeah, Apple maps are not my favorite part of Apple. They certainly are trying harder. It's not Google maps and it's not Waze. It's Apple maps. Just you've been told. So wait, um, so you're saying that even with the updates, Apple maps is still not as good? Not as good is the wrong way to describe it. It's a different product. Google maps is based on historical data and it learns from history and it's as accurate as history can make it. Waze is crowdsourced. It's always real time. And the bulk of its information comes from what's happening on the roads around you in the very recent past or at the moment. Those are different products. People keep saying, well, why are they merge them? It's like they're based on two different approaches. Apple Maps is something else. It's neither real time, nor is it all historical. It's some conglomeration of both. It's what I guess Google would do if they didn't have maps and ways, right? If they sort of aggregated those two things together with worse information. So is it, look, at least when you put something into Apple Maps, it's no longer like if you're in Vermont, it's no longer telling you about you know places you can go outside of Paris. They've got that better than it used to be. No, but Apple Maps syncs so well with your calendar. I, yeah. I have good success with Apple Maps, but I also don't do. go in Manhattan anymore since the pandemic. Nah, yeah, you know, a, a lot of people do. I would simply 
just argue that uh, it's it's my bias is tainted because of how many bad experiences I've had with it. So when I have a choice, I use Waze when I'm driving. I use Google Maps when I'm walking or in a city that I'm not familiar with. Because Waze, do I use <laughs> the Triborough Bridge? You put me on the Triborough Bridge, I'm on Waze. <laughs> so I do use Apple Maps for convenience on occasion, but I, you know, I just have personal bad experience with it. And I will, I'm not a fanboy one way or the other. I tend to like to use the best app for the job. And so at a time when Apple Maps becomes the best map for the job, the best tool for the job, you will get me there immediately. Like I have no loyalty to Google or no loyalty to anybody's individual program. I have a loyalty to the best solution for the problem I'm trying to solve. That's always what I try to do. So yeah. What's the, um, can, can, can I ask one question? They say that you can put your driver's license onto your Apple wallet. Mm -hmm. What is the benefit of, of that? If you get pulled over by the police, you can just show them your phone? It's unclear what departments are going to interface that way. We're, we're in a transition. Like are are right bouncers going to look at your phone? And go, oh, that's yeah. Really, that's not so it's a really interesting. Well, they do now. They um, look at your phone? Not, not They don't make you put out no, an ID? I, no, no. I tell you what. In Over the last couple of years, because of good facial recognition for photos, Mm. A lot of organizations are completely happy to take a photograph of your driver's license and use it, and they will check it against the Department of Transportation wow. uh, database. Now, I've used this for because New York State driver's licenses are valid IDs for a lot of things that you tend to do. I've been fascinated by the number of our clients who are working on processes where you can shoot a picture of your driver's license and they will verify it. You've seen it with your, your COVID vaccination card. Uh, driver's licenses, healthcare insurance cards, same thing. We see a lot of that now where, where the health care companies are trying to just save you some time and energy. Airports, uh, airports, that's a mm -hmm. good one. Same, same, same. And there's a couple, there, there's I a bunch I hadn't of thought of that because I also haven't been on an airplane in 19 months. Right, but I mean, all this is coming. And so will police departments accept your Apple wallet version of your driver's license over and above a paper license or instead of, I, I think that's going to be a long time coming department by department based on available technology. But I do know uh, that a couple of police departments that we have worked with in the past 24 months, there are scanners and they're not typing in the license numbers anymore. They're just scanning. Your, they take your license from you. They put it in basically a scanner um, in some cases, they shoot a picture of it. In most cases, they're just using a scanner that'll take your license. And all that information is transferred. So we're right in the cusp. You know, it's all happening slowly but surely. When will your phone be the acceptable way to present an ID? Clear me. The clear people at the airport, you could do it now. Yeah. They yeah, know it's right. you. But, but you have to put your fingerprint in the fingerprint scanner. And that's how they know it's you. It's biometric. Um, your phone has face recognition. I'm, I, at some point that's going to be tested in court, and there'll be some rules and regulations. Well, I just, I just wonder if I have my phone, could I leave with? Could I leave my wallet at home and not have to come back for it? Or I'll give you one better. I can now go into a store, and I can leave my wallet in my car. Yeah, you know I, what I'm I saying don't, I don't know that we're that far because I can from pay it. with Apple Pay. Yeah, I don't know. Literally, if you're telling me my license, I don't need my wallet. Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty That's much. Amazing. And I think that we're heading there for sure. We're heading there. I don't I don't know. 
don't think anybody knows what the timing on this is, but well, we're heading there. Certainly, it's easy enough to get into a movie theater uh, should you want to do that. And it's easy enough to get into a sporting event with a paper, without a paper ticket and probably wow. show. You just brought up two things that I had to throw at you. I have to doubt. see your last two statements. You'll love this. Movie theaters. AMC announced that they are going to start airing football games in movie theaters. Yeah. I got your sports and your movie theater reference. And we talked about this on stream. They are literally grasping at straws. Would you go to a movie theater to watch the, uh, the Ravens and the Chiefs? Wow. What a great question. So let's talk about this for a second. Okay. First of all, they, they'll, in, in select theaters, they'll serve uh, adult frosty beverages. So that's interesting, probably at a crazy price. Uh-huh. They have those reclining seats you can reserve. So mm-hmm. if you live in New York City and you don't have a big apartment, you want to get together with your friends and watch football and you can't, don't want to go to a bar to do it, a sports bar. Now they have alcohol and they've got a reclining seat. They're going to have some Wi-Fi, but I think just in the lobbies, they're telling you they're cleaning. Well, they'd have their... to have you'd have to have good cell service or Wi-Fi because I agree. people do I... fantasy. Fantasy, exactly. I want it in IMAX. Yeah, I want to yeah. watch Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes in the IMAX. So that's interesting too. And then they do have the, <laughs> the safe and clean alliance with um, Clorox. Oh, okay. So you know that the seats see, have see been, past episodes of Techstream. You you you've been Cloroxed. So, um, you've been Cloroxed. You can play fantasy. They've got alcoholic beverages at ridiculous prices, and you got an assigned seat. If I live well, in the like suburbs. Going to the game. If I live in the suburbs or if I live in a house or if I live in an apartment with a big enough size to invite my friends over, the short answer is this is not something I would want to do personally. Will people do it? Uh, Time will tell. This is for their stubs people. You know, this is their uh, loyalty program peeps. I don't know. Seth, I don't know. Movie theaters are they are struggling. Have you been to an event other than a movie at a movie theater? You personally, have you done it? Uh, an event. I went to a bar mitzvah. No, 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 no. I don't mean that. I mean, have you like gone to a screening of something that wasn't a theatrical release motion picture or a concert or a, no, a wrestling yet. match or, you know, some pay-per-view thing? Have you done any of that? No, I, ha- I haven't yet. Uh, I will be going back to the movie theater for Venom 2. Uh, I saw elect- the trailer for that. Look pretty Electric good. Electric Boogaloo or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will go to the theater... No, I will not go to the theater for the Sopranos movie because it's on HBO Max. I, I just think if it's available streaming, I'm totally comfortable streaming. And, you know, Cord Cutter's Delight in the Northeast, it's been gorgeous weather. I watched the NFL in my backyard yesterday. Good I just you. got an extension cord for power and I set up Apple TV outside, watched the Red Zone for about four hours in my backyard with my family. It was perfect. And the only thing now I want to creatively do is figure a way to get a bigger TV out there. Not not a bigger TV like to purchase one, just a different one from the house, one that's not mm. mounted on a wall, because I'm like, this is perfect. And now in this time of year, when it's not too hot, it's absolutely perfect. And I'm sorry, but that's a better experience than a movie theater. Yeah, I know. We've gone over this a million times. It really it really, unfortunately, is a much better experience. Um, you know, at the end of the day, Seth, I think that viewing habits have changed so dramatically that the industry itself doesn't really know what to make of it. I don't think that you can have a a serious conversation with anyone in the media business right now about viewing habits. This week, um, 
we're now deeply into the, the decertification of Nielsen by the MRC, the Media Ratings Council, which is a watchdog group that rates rating services. And this is a really precarious situation because the MRC, the Media Ratings Council, run by a guy named George Ivey, has, has sort of been saying to the television industry who pays the MRC, Nielsen's doing a good job, Nielsen's doing a bad job, and they give the accredit the accreditation, 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 accreditation. Accredit yeah, I have many, many accredits in there. They're the ones who are certifying that Nielsen is doing the right thing. Well, they decertified them a couple of weeks ago. And the IAB and the TVB all made some noise. And I think the TVB actually, which is the Television Bureau of Advertising, also, I think, came out with a pretty harsh statement. Now, as it turns out, it's a two-edged sword. Why? Well, if Nielsen is the exchange currency of the TV business and we learn who's watching and then the advertising rates are set by these ratings, we're in serious trouble because Seth just took Apple TV out to the backyard and watched a stream of football. Where was that stream watched? Was it a stream from YouTube TV where you were paying like someone like Google to aggregate? It was Hulu live. Yeah. Uh, or was it Hulu? Who, right? Right. And now if that ad was served to you, who served it? Did a bot double up the views of that ad to double charge the advertiser? Because there's no way in the world anybody knows the answer to that. There's no way to check the fraud. So ad fraud is rampant. Nielsen isn't certified to do the measurement, nor were they doing a good job. If you were watching your local broadcaster stream through some service, they don't even have a way to count that view, let alone know who advertised. Right. So we're in a funny place. Your desire to, because you're empowered to watch differently, has turned the industry on its head literally upside down. And from a tech perspective, this is great for us. We got 96 different ways to enjoy the content we want to enjoy. From a business perspective, where I'm trying to charge an advertiser for content adjacency, or I got to put Seth Everett in front of, you know, right message in front of Seth Everett, right time, right message, right time, right place. Wow, this is getting hard. And then to prove I actually put that message in front of you and you actually saw it, you'd think on digital, that'd be like super easy. But because of bot capability now, because of the you know, ways you can manipulate server logs, you have to know what the people did. And then, by the way, we still don't know. You're in the backyard watching football, right? And you're having an adult frosty beverage and you're watching football and you decide to go inside for five minutes while the game is on and the commercial plays. You weren't there to see it. So they're not, they're not in any way giving a rating for Seth Everett's viewership of the show. They're giving a rating for the show being available for you to be watching, but it has no way of understanding if you're in front of the screen totally. or not. Totally. Never has. And so it doesn't matter. Like if a set is on a lot of people, as you know, uh, there are stats that say the television sets are on eight hours a day on average. That's on average. Well, they may be, but how many of those sets are turned on and, and left on a channel or left on as noise? Yeah, but that's that's a streaming versus cable thing, because when you're streaming, you don't burn your Internet like that. 
and you turn the TV off when you're done because you want to stream something else on a computer or sometimes, an iPhone or sometimes, but habits die hard. No, I, while, under, I, I understand while, that, but no, and, and so no, what I'm saying is that while the industry has mathematical tools to deal with leaving sets on all day long and leaving cable boxes tuned in all day long and even leaving streams on all day long, you know, what we don't know. I don't know where Seth is ever. Like, I don't know what you're watching. I'm assuming if you're watching the uh, the rerun of the Venom movie because you decided you want to bone up on it before the you go see the new one and you know, you log into your account and you watch it. I'm assuming you watched it. By the way, there's no ads in that. So it doesn't matter if no. you watch it or not. Nor, fact, nor uh, NFL Red Zone. They don't do right. So the metric there is just total viewers, right? They, and they don't care. They just And it's retention. They just want you to re-up on the service. So if you re-up on the service that provides Red Zone, Red Zone's done its job. Right. It, sure. you, you did. You decided to keep paying your money to whoever's yeah, no, bringing it. I think it's a nine ninety nine a month or something like that. It's whatever totally it is, you, it. you decided to keep paying whoever you're paying to bring you the service that includes Red Zone. No, I get it. And so that has nothing to do with did you buy toothpaste? Different right. world, man. Different. No, world. It, it's totally different. I, I think and, and, and it was kind of transition back to iOS 15. Um, when we say iOS, all the Apple devices are getting little updates. Mm hmm. So that means your Apple TV experience will be better. Your iPad experience, you know, your crappy purple Macs will be better. There's, there's all the different uh, uh, things. I just think that a lot of what's selling iOS 15 to me is mobile stuff. You know, yeah. the maps and the license yeah, and yeah. things like that. And the FaceTime. So again, from a desktop standpoint, I don't know. One last question I wanted to ask you about all of this. Microsoft later this week, again, if you're listening to this the week that it's released, if you're listening in the future, do me a favor, let us know how the flying car is. Uh, let us know what iOS 21 is like and how did we get out of COVID? Um, hmm. The idea that Microsoft wants to be Apple, that Microsoft <laughs> is having a big thing. Windows 11, it's like the first time in five years that they've gone up and we can do a whole separate episode on what Windows 11 is. But the question is, is that is that literally just like somebody at Microsoft says, we want to be cool like Apple? Because even Apple is having trouble living up to Apple in the past. Prince used to say all the time that the biggest competition was him from the past. Yeah. Well, first of all, that's profoundly true. A um, couple of things are going on at Microsoft. First of all, Microsoft is not a company. It's a country. And I think people need to understand that when Microsoft decides to do something like update Windows, rewriting the Constitution of the United States, it's like, except that they don't vote on it. So, yeah, this is crazy what they're doing. Um, it's going to take them a minute to get the bugs out. There are some real, real issues with Windows 11. Look, if someone said to me, should I download iOS 15 today? Uh, or then the day it comes out, I would say, give yourself, do not be an early adopter. You know, you give yourself wait till 15.1. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's not the or 15.01. Well, the next version of 15 could be less than a week away. And right. that's because of the nature of the way this, I mean, if you look historically, are you really going to get in trouble for doing it? No. Cause Apple's not that stupid in the 21st century, but is it, is there a compelling burning killer reason to download iOS 15? No. So you could wait a minute and you probably should because it's just safer. With Windows, just say no. <laughs> just just say no. Don't even think about it. 
the chance that something you need will break that you use every day will break from Windows 10 to Windows 11. Absolutely. It, it, it so outweighs any possible benefit. Yeah. Because when you th- honestly, Seth, when you think about what you do on a computer, it's one thing to talk about your phone and say, yeah, wow, it'd be cool to do FaceTime with my Android friends. Would it be cool? You've lived without it this long. Is it going to change your life? Right. It, it, it'll be convenient. It'll be more fun. It'll be blah, blah, blah. But it's not life changing. And are you willing to, to have your phone not work for four days while you try to figure out what, what apps you really need? And the answer is most of the apps are going to work in, from 14 to 15 because that's unless you have an obscure app from, a, from an obscure developer that's old and not really paying attention in class. You know, if you use something that's on the cusp of being end of life, you probably shouldn't upgrade. But on the other hand, you haven't upgraded in so long that we're not talking to you. If you are a Windows user, what do you do? You use the Microsoft Office tools and you use a browser of some kind. Right. If you're a smart person, you're not using the Microsoft Edge browser. You're probably using Chrome, Chrome. or Firefox or Brave or God knows what else you're using. You're using something else. But you, you, and you might be using Microsoft's product, it's possible, but what are you doing? You're doing work. You're doing a spreadsheet, you're word processing, an occasional right. presentation. What, whatever you do, Outlook is the center of your life if you're on yep. a Windows machine. Yep. Um, and there's not much you can do about it. If you are not, then you are in one of the other suites, like the Google suite. Okay. Right. Then, there's, then, you have a, then you have a fancy Chromebook. You literally have, if you are in a Google universe, you have zero reason, zero reason to upgrade because your Chrome browser is your tie to every other device if you're logged in and you're not using the computer for anything. Right. They move the start button from the bottom left to the middle. It does nothing. But if you, if you're a Windows person and you are Microsoft Office in your daily life, don't, don't consider, don't even think about it. And secondly, if you are someone who uses any of the Adobe suite, Photoshop, InDesign, Illustrator, Audition, Premiere, Mm -hmm. you would have to have lost your mind. (laughs) You would have to have literally someone would have had to hit you on the head with a wrench to get you to put in Windows 11. Because it's not that the Adobe products will break. They won't. But the plugins that you rely on, if you're using plugins for audio processing, video processing, any kind, like all of the third-party stuff that really may have been done by an obscure developer who didn't have the resources to deal with Microsoft's insanity. So you might have a compression algorithm or you might have some tool set that helps you build certain things that you just, they won't have updated and they may never be able to update because of the new way that Windows 11 is structured. And you will have taken yourself out of the game. And going back is 100 times harder than going forward in this particular case. So in case you, like most of you know who you are that aren't going to do this, but you heard it on TechStream first. Windows 11. Nope. Not thinking about it. Not considering it. Won't hear of it. No, my sign is no. My number is no. You need to let it go. You need to let it go. Need to let it go. No, no, no. As for Microsoft wanting to be cool, can I tell you that some of the best apps in the iOS world come from Microsoft? Of course. (laughs) So let's be clear here. They are cool. Some of the best video games in the world are on a Microsoft platform. Xbox. 
I'm sorry, the company is plenty cool. The fact is, though, that you do the Windows group, which is the cash cow people, you know, the, the operating system. That's that's not a that's not a company. That's literally a country. <laughs> and you have to be very careful and just keep saying no and move on, like ignore it, totally ignore it until you buy a computer and it comes with Windows 11 on it. By the way, if you're given a choice, Windows 10, Windows 11, when you buy a new computer, you pick you pick Windows 10 right now. If you download Windows 11, you're going to be forced to go to a movie theater, sit next to something dirty <laughs> and watch NFL football. Only on text stream. My name is no, my sign is no, my number is no. You need to let it go. You need to let it go. Need to 